Hey everyone, welcome to episode 91 of Something Worth Thinking About. In today's podcast, we want to spend some time thinking about the importance of giving thanks to God. Not just being thankful, but actually giving thanks to God. This idea is repeated again and again in scripture, and especially in the writings of the apostles to the early followers of Jesus. And we today need to cultivate the same mindset and practice in our own lives that we're not just feeling thankful or having gratitude in our hearts, but we are taking the time, making the time every day to give thanks to God for the amazing and incredible things that he is doing, for the good that he's bringing into our lives, even along with the challenges and the difficulties and the struggles that we may be facing at the very same time. So let's spend some time together thinking about the importance of giving thanks to God. Our reading today comes from 1 Thessalonians chapter 5, verses 16 through 18. Let's hear the word of God together. Rejoice always. Pray without ceasing. Give thanks in all circumstances, for this is the will of God in Christ Jesus for you. Let's hear it one more time. Rejoice always. Pray without ceasing. Give Thanks in all circumstances, for this is the will of God in Christ Jesus for you. I want to take a moment to remind us of what is going on when these words were written. What's going on in Paul's life and what's going on with the church in Thessalonica to whom he is writing. I remind you, the Apostle Paul was called to be an apostle, and Jesus told him when he was called to be an apostle and sent to the Gentiles that his life was going to be hard. And so when Ananias comes to Paul and engages with him to tell him the will of God, Jesus told him that he would show him how much he would suffer for the name of Christ, for the sake of Christ. And Paul was the one who was shipwrecked. Paul was the one who was arrested again and again, persecuted, driven out of town, stoned, threats against his life, people actually taking vows and oaths that they would never eat again until Paul was dead. They were going to kill him themselves. Um, Paul is the one who eventually who was arrested and put in prison and transported to Rome and just a lot of hard things, challenging things that happened in the life of the Apostle Paul. And so here's a person who, if there's anyone that could say, man, nobody knows the troubles I've known. Nobody gets it and understands how hard my life is. And yet here's this person writing to his fellow believers and saying, give thanks to God in all circumstances, for this is God's will or the will of God in Christ Jesus for you. And I remind us also of the story of the church 
in Thessalonica. When Paul and Silas first went to Thessalonica proclaiming the good news of Jesus Christ as Lord, they were there for about three weeks, and a whole bunch of people rallied to this beautiful, glorious good news that Jesus is Lord and that God has raised him back to life. And so a whole bunch of people came to believe that Jesus is Christ in a church begins to form. And yet at the very same time, we read that there were those within the town who were jealous of what was happening, specifically some of the Jews who lived in the city. And so they were able to work up a mob crowd to come to attack the church and to arrest Paul, no doubt. But they didn't find Paul, so they found the house where Paul had been staying, and the name of the man who had been hosting him was Jason. And we read all of this in Acts chapter 17. And what we read beginning in verse 6 is when they could not find Paul and Silas, they dragged Jason and some of the believers, some of the other Christians, before the city authorities, shouting, these people have been turning the world upside down and have come here also. And Jason has entertained them as guests. They are all acting contrary to the decrees of the emperor, saying that there is another king named Jesus. And the people and the city officials were disturbed when they heard this. And after they had taken Baal from Jason and the others, they let them go. And so we see that there's oppression, there's suspicion, there's uh, there's just tension around the church there, and there was oppression, and there was resistance, and there's hostility. All of this is there, and the Apostle Paul is writing to these Christians when he writes these words, saying to them to rejoice always, pray without ceasing, give thanks in all circumstances. Now, this past year and the year before, the last two years have been incredibly challenging. One difficulty after another, a lot of frustrations, a lot of anxiety, a lot of uncertainty, a lot of decisions that were made that maybe we didn't agree with. And what I want us to think about is that in the same way that the Apostle Paul wrote to Christians living long ago, going through really difficult challenges in their lives, and he told them that they need to rejoice always, even when things aren't going exactly the way you want them to go, to pray without ceasing, and again, especially to give thanks in all circumstances. And I want you to think about your own life, and I want you to think about yourself for a moment, and just be honest as I ask you a question. I want you to think about what is your impulse, what is your practice, what is your pattern of life? Are, are you shaped by the gospel and by this teaching as it is given not only here and elsewhere that you're constantly cultivating this practice of giving thanks, giving thanks to God and giving thanks to others? Or have you been shaped by our culture of cynicism and criticism so that you are constantly complaining and pointing out what's wrong, what needs to be fixed, what makes you unhappy, what isn't right? Because I look at our world today and it feels like most of us in our world today, especially in America, have been shaped to live in the critic's corner. And we point out everything that's wrong. We point out everything that's wrong when we drive down the road the way others are driving. We point out 
uh, what's wrong with a meal when we're at a restaurant. Something's too spicy or it's too sweet or it's not hot enough or it's too cold, whatever it might be. We can find ourselves complaining about everything. And even when we come to church and meeting with God's people, we can find ourselves being critical and negative about, well, we shouldn't have done that or we should have done that differently or somebody left something undone, whatever it might be. So, I ask again, where are you in this? Are you someone who's constantly complaining and pointing out what's wrong? Or are you someone who is constantly giving thanks? Because what I hope we're challenged to realize that the antidote and the cure for being cynical and negative is to turn the coin and flip the script and become thankful in what we say and what we do. And again, not just to be thankful, but to actually give thanks. Because we can complain and complain and complain and we can find ourselves overwhelmed with anxiety, with frustration and anger and resentment, or we can choose to hear the Word of God that challenges us to rejoice always, to pray without ceasing, and to give thanks in all circumstances. And hear it one more time. This is the will of God in Christ Jesus for you. This is the will of God in Christ Jesus for everyone who believes that Jesus is the King, that He is the Messiah, as we read just moments ago as the Apostle Paul and Silas proclaimed it to the people in Thessalonica. So let's work on that together. I challenge you today and the rest of this week and all of this month as we are leaning very quickly to the day of Thanksgiving, that it's not just a day to be thankful. It is a day and it's a season that we should give ourselves again to remembering we as God's people are to give thanks in all circumstances. Mm -hmm.